Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. Today we have a special guest, uh, founder and director of an organization that is near and dear to my heart. Um, it was actually my first job uh, right out of college. I first heard of this organization, Partners in Torah, back in 1998 when I was in seminary. You can do the math. I'm 34 years old. I did a year um, learning in Israel. But uh, after my freshman year in school, I started a year early. Um, I was newly observant at that point. My parents were not so thrilled, especially my father, about my uh, newfound observance. And I was looking to get them some more Jewish education. I was looking to get them more knowledgeable so they could try to understand a little bit more about what my life was about and hopefully be less judgmental and hopefully more positive. And I was speaking to my rabbi um, of my seminary, which was Madrasha Rachel, and the rabbi was Rabbi Yitzchak Shurin, and he suggested, why don't you call up Partners in Torah? They have um, a program where your parents can sit and learn either in person or on the phone with you know, someone their age, and they can go over any Jewish topics that they're interested in. And then hopefully, you know, through that learning, they'll have more understanding of what your lifestyle looks like. So I got on the phone. This was like probably in... Uh, January of 1998, and I got my parents connected with uh, some in-person partners in Torah in Passaic. My parents ended up learning with these people for several years, becoming good friends with them, um, and having a fabulous time, and definitely um, learning more about their Jewish heritage and having a more positive perspective on it. Anyway, um, right after I graduated from college in 2001, I knew I wanted to be in the Jewish education, Jewish outreach field, and I applied for a job there. And um, today we have uh, the special treat of speaking to the visionary behind Partners in Torah, founder and director, uh, my former boss, um, and his name is Rabbi Eli Gewertz, and uh, we're going to bring him up on the line today. Rabbi Gortz, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. It's a pleasure to be talking to you and uh, having a chance to share a little bit about our uh, upcoming weekend and our uh, mutual uh, goals of bringing Jewish unity. Totally. So can you tell us, um, can you tell our listeners today like a little bit about just sort of like the, the background of Partners in Torah, like when, how, like how did this get started? Where, you know, was there sort of an aha moment that you had for starting such a, a program or? Well, I'd like to believe there was a uh, aha moment, but it kind of, kind of evolved over a period of time. Uh, it initially started out when I was a rabbi of a Orthodox synagogue in Twin Rivers, East Windsor, New Jersey. Uh, it was uh, orthodox in, in practice. Uh, the, the constituents, the people in the community, were not uh, observant, uh, and um, we created different kinds of programs. And one of the programs that we, we launched was a chavrusa program, uh, of course, in person at the time. Uh, this goes back to 1981, um, and um, we started out of there with uh, two sets of partnerships and grew over the six years that I was living there to 80 sets of partnerships. All the mentors came in from Lakewood. Uh, we, we started out very small, as I said, and uh, eventually we had vans, um, and, uh, and at the very end we had uh, two buses coming in from Lakewood every week, people learning with one another, and uh, it was clearly a very transformational experience, uh, not just for the Twin Rivers community, um, and I'd like to just give a shout out to Shalom Torah Centers, uh, my bosses back then, and uh, the host of the Chavusa program. Uh, 
but it was also an, an you know an eye opener for me about the types of um, relationships that can evolve through the medium of Jewish learning. Um, we're not we're not um, we're not necessarily only a learning organization. Uh, we we've come to the realization uh, that learning is extremely important. People want to know more about Judaism in a non-threatening way, but they also want to connect with a fellow Jew. They want to be able to relate to somebody. They want to, they want a role model, someone they can see that's intelligent, that's open-minded, that's non-judgmental, that, that cares about life, that's, you know, in every single way is somewhat, you know, something that someone that they can relate to. And we, we created the you know, after excuse me, after I left uh, the Twin Rivers community, I moved to Israel for for three years, uh, and then I was given this opportunity by the Avichai Foundation to come to the United States to set up a parent education program in Jewish day schools under the banner of Torah Masora, the National Society for Hebrew Day Schools. Uh, one of the programs which we launched. Uh, back then was a Chavrusa program in the schools. Uh, it was one of many. Uh, though when we started this program, uh, we didn't realize that it can really be run on a very, on a relatively low budget. So we gave schools a, a grant to run a whole series of programs. And then when the two-year grant ran out, Virtually every single school stopped the other programs that they were running, but they that many of them continued to start uh, to to go to continued with this Chavrusa program, uh, which was held in the schools, uh, and we came up with the name Partners in Torah at the time, and uh, it was it was continuing. Then when the grant from the Avichai Foundation ran out, I went to the head of Torah Masora and I said uh, I I would like to have an opportunity to try to see if we can expand this model. And um, little did I, did I know that uh, what started out back then as a very small, uh, simple idea uh, has reached over 62,000 people to date. And wow. uh, that's 21 years ago. So, Wow. And so when did it move from an in-person thing to on the phone? How did that idea come about? <laughs> uh, it's an interesting question. A few years into the program, I think it's about five years into the program, um, as I said, well, that was 21 years ago uh, when I first started with Torah Masora and running this uh, under the banner of Partners in Torah. Um, uh, someone, someone called, uh, his name is Ron Adler from Ketchikan, Alaska. Hmm. And he said, uh, you know, my brother uh, who lives in Elizabeth, New Jersey, heard about your program in Passaic, New Jersey, and he thought it would be a good idea for me to, uh, to join. Uh, so I said, great, uh, where's your closest uh, Orthodox uh, synagogue? But, uh, or, or anyone who's attended the day school has a, you know, a strong Jewish background. And uh, he said, about 100 miles away. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it just occurred to me that, you know what, maybe I can get you to study over the phone. Right. And um, so Ron Adler was, I, I think, responsible for this program, I matched him up with a uh, study. He was Ron Adler was a social worker. I matched him up with a uh, with a with a Chavrusa uh, from Flatbush, who is a uh, psychologist, Yosef Widroff. 
and I think they were the first two. I remember at the time, uh, we used to, uh, Dr. Widroff would send in his, his phone bill at the end of the month, uh, circle off the, you know, the calls to Ketchikan, Alaska. And uh, we would reimburse him because that's what we told everybody. The calls back back in the day were quite expensive, and sure. we we um, got them. You know, we, we paid for people's phone calls, and then it's going on and on and on. You know, then more pre more people. You know, we told more people about this opportunity. Somebody from Gum Springs, Virginia, Walla Walla, but Washington. I was getting getting to learn about the United States, and then you know, one day it just occurred to me. Yeah, there's the aha. Hey, I think we have a program here. And uh, there's an opportunity to to uh, to make this program accessible to Jews all across the world. Hmm. So that's kind of what happened. And so, how many do you know? How many cities you have reached people in? Is that the sort of thing that you've kept track of? Or yeah, we're in over 1,300 cities. Wow! Um, you know, that was the last time I checked. Wow! Beautiful, so, incredible. And any cases where students have become mentors after staying in the program for a certain amount of time? Uh, yeah, quite a few of them actually have become mentors. Um, there's uh, one fellow who started as a student in the program who then became a mentor and now is a rabbi of a synagogue in Newport, Connecticut, Westport, Connecticut. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, amazing. And any stories of people who have met any sort of, you know, like stories that you look back to and sort of like this sort of encapsulates, you know, the best of the best, or you know, I'm saying we can maybe focus on my and uh, my and Bialik's uh, partnership and learning. But any any less famous uh, learning partnerships of walls that were broken down, of people's lives who were touched, or there any? Not to put you on the spot, and it's always hard to say, kind of like. I'll, I'll give you t I'll give you two uh, shorties that, that sure. come to mind. Uh, one is one is um, about a uh, mentor. Excuse me, a student. Who told his mentor that uh, he's having a, a dilemma uh, with his with his uh, you know with his wife? Um, he was learning for a couple of years, and he felt that the most important thing for him to do would be to um, to send his children to a, a Jewish day school, mm -hmm. and um, because you know he felt that, that he wants to give his children a chance that he didn't have. And uh, he, he uh, felt it was important. He approached his wife, and his wife said, there's no way that my children are going to do a day school. They're going to be going to an Ivy League uh, prep school. And um, that's not something that, that she wants to consider. He pushed, and then he saw it was, getting, it was causing friction. So he asked his mentor, um, what should he do? Because... He, he didn't really know what the, what the right thing is to do. Um, should he push? Uh, you know, or is this really so important? And if, and if it is, maybe he should just, he just you know, insist. So the, the mentor uh, thought about it, uh, consulted with, with one of our staff members, and then got back to him and said as follows. Having your children go to a Jewish day school is extremely important important in their development. But we also have a concept called Shalom Bias, um, having marital harmony. And marital harmony is an essential component of the Torah. And um, under these circumstances, I'm just going to have to recommend that you get a, uh, a study partner 
for your children. Someone maybe potentially can come to their home and, and learn with them rather than insisting that they go to day school because Shalom Bayes is more important. Hmm. So uh, it came to a point where his wife said to him, okay, listen, uh, we have to make a decision uh, by tomorrow morning and uh, I, I really, I really hope you will agree that we're sending our child to this particular school that they, uh, non-Jewish, non-sectarian, non-Jewish school, um, private school. And uh, he said, deal, they can go, you can go. And she said, what happened? Uh, she said, well, I spoke to my partners and to our mentor and who explained the concept of Shalom Bias and that Shalom Bias is more important uh, for us right now than me insisting on our children going to Jewish day school. And she said, if that's what the Torah teaches you, then I want to send my kids to a Jewish day school. Hmm. So, I, and that's what it is. Um, you know, and I think, I think the, you know, it just speaks for itself that story. I think it tells volumes. Sure. I'll tell you one other uh, quick one. Uh, this is, I said it was quick. The other one wasn't so quick. <laughs> uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, there was a hurricane. Um, where was that hurricane? Uh, not, not Sandy. Uh, the one which, uh, which Irene? No, not Irene. The, the one of the hurricanes. Uh, it'll come to me in a minute, uh, hopefully. Um, anyhow, this fellow was um, on a rooftop um, in his in his city, um, and he 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 was basically his life was was uh, you know being threatened. He. It just bothers me that I can't remember the um, the name of the city. But uh, see, you, you had to prepare me for this uh, question. Um, anyhow, um, he he um, there was a boat that was coming to literally rescue the people from 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 his his area, uh, literally on his block, and the water was coming up. Uh, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina. Ah, oh, okay, I've heard of that uh, one. Yes, and uh, he 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 didn't know if he was going to make it. Uh, he went to the he went into the to the roof of his building and he was watching this boat, which was filling up at the end of his block, hmm. uh, filling up with people, and he wasn't even sure that he could make it. He called two people. He called his mother, and he said to his mother, uh, "You know, you know what's going on over here. I'm sure he's watching things on TV. Uh, it's pretty dire. I hope I'm going to make it out of here." Um, but um, God forbid, just in case I can't, um, I'm, I'm just calling to, you know, to say goodbye and thank you. And then he called his tour partner, wow, Harold Gans in Scranton, uh, Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania. And he said to him, um, you know, I just need to call you to say thank you for everything. Explain to him what the situation was, and he says, my life, you know, wouldn't be what it is today if not for you. And Pray for me. I hope I make it out. But in case I in case I don't, uh, you know, just wanted to say thank you. And uh, just as he finished saying that, the phone went dead. Hmm. Uh, you know, his his. Uh, I said Howard Gans. It's Alex Gans from Scranton. Uh, anyhow, when Alex tried calling him back a few times and didn't get through, didn't hear from him for a week. He was panicking. Tried calling other people, but finally a week later he got a call. 
He finally made it. He got it onto the boat. What happened was is that his cell phone died. There was no electricity. That was everything. But again, that speaks to the relationships that develop through partners in Torah. Um, when we match people up to study, we're not just matching up with people who are knowledgeable, but we're matching them up with people who where there's a potential for them to develop a long-term relationship. And sure. That's what and how about in terms of uh, stereotypes being broken down? A big thing that we focus here on Jew in the City is seeing people pass their labels and seeing them pass kind of a lot of times people from different communities sort of judge each other from afar without having personal interactions or knowledge to base it on. I think from my parents when they started learning through Partners in Torah, they were able to see this Orthodox couple as human beings and you know not as different from them as they had seen that community in the past. Do you have any stories or any examples where different people kind of say like, I guess we're not as far apart as I used to think we were? Or Yeah, I, you know, th- th- there, there are so many stories uh, of that. And I think what, what's important to keep in mind is that the stories are, it, it's, a, it's a two-way street because mm-hmm. these perceptions don't just, uh, exist within the less observant community, but they they observe they, they they exist in the in the in the uh, in the strictly observant communities and and especially in the Hasidic communities as well. People believe that they cannot relate to more observant Jews, and many of the observant Jews in the Orthodox community sometimes feel that that you know the same stereotypes exist. I yeah. can't ha- I can't have a relationship with someone who, who is coming from a secular background, has a different value system than me. And the stories of the people coming together are just so beautiful about how uh, these stereotypes are, are just shattered when they discover that, you know, that, that these people are, 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 are humans. And uh, there's, one, there's one fellow from, from uh, Westminster, Maryland, who was matched up with, with a Hasid. From uh, from Borough Park, and um, when he first had the first phone call, this 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 uh, particular mentor wasn't necessarily that uh, articulate in the English language. I mean, he was he was a nice person, he was a good person, and after the first phone call, this fellow uh, said, you know. I don't think this program is for me. Uh, the person that you matched me up with, he seems like a, he's a, you know, a very fine gentleman, but I don't think we have that much in common, and I don't think that we could relate to one another, so I'm bowing out of the program. Um, thank you very much. Uh, and one of our staff people, Allison, actually it could have been you, who knows, I don't remember <laughs> uh, you know, urged him to, just to try it one more time before he makes his final decision, and we told him that we'll find another study partner for him, if it doesn't work out, he tried it one more time, and the sincerity of his study partner, uh, this Bob of Chassid from Borough Park, mm-hmm. uh, just sh- shone through. These two people have been learning together, un- you know, <laughs> uninterrupted, for the past fourteen years. Wow. Uh, they still, you know, every once in a while, I get I get a call, I get an email from one of them telling me that that we're still going strong. Uh, they are best friends. They they they, they travel to each other's simchas, mm-hmm. um, and they 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 are like brothers. Uh, things like this would never ever have happened if they didn't come together under this banner of uh, of, of learning. Uh, so, the learning I think is the excuse for the relationship. Yeah. Uh, so really, so Jewish unity is uh, one of the the biggest 
uh, I guess, goals behind Partners in Tow are to bring Jews together who otherwise would not interact or speak to each other. And then learning is a, a side, an exciting side uh, part of it. Or Yeah, definitely that. one of our highest priorities. Exactly. Um, so there's a big event coming up in a few weeks. It's kind of going to be like maybe the, the biggest Shabbaton of 2014, maybe, it looks like, from, from the, these posters that I'm reading. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity for people to learn uh, about Partners in Torah, to not just to learn about Partners in Torah, but to hear from some of the top speakers in the world, not to mention Alison Josephs. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Israel Meolau, is, uh, who unfortunately is sitting shiver now for his brother, uh, will be coming in. Uh, Rabbi Lau is, is uh, certainly one of the most prominent uh, figures in the Jewish world uh, and uh, former chief rabbi of Israel, current chief rabbi of Tel Aviv, uh, Holocaust survivor, author, uh, prominent lecturer, and um, he's, he certainly has a very strong message about uni Jewish unity to share with all of us. Um, there's a Knesset member who actually just spoke with this morning. His name is Yoni Shetbun. Uh, he's from the, the party Bayit Yehudi, the Jewish home, and um, you can Google him. It's uh, C-H-E-T-B-O-U-N, uh, very prominent speaker uh, and uh, very strong advocate, as you see, see in one of his YouTube videos, of, of Jewish unity. Uh, when we invited him to come in, we had no idea that the Israeli government would be falling apart, so uh, he... he Called me this morning to assure me that uh, he is planning to he's planning to come. Yeah, uh, he's, he's going to have a very short stay, and uh, so he's he's got uh, the, the topic of one of the topics that he's going to be speaking about is called Mission Impossible. Is Jewish unity possible in the Israeli Knesset? So that's one of the topics. Hmm. Uh, we're having Rabbi Mordechai Becher, uh, Charlie Harari, Harry Rothenberg. Uh, we're having an entertainment. By Benny Friedman, the Maccabees. The Maccabees will be there all Shabbos. Uh, the illusionist uh, David Blatt, and several others. And wow. uh, like I said, Allison Joseph is going to be a very important uh, feature of that weekend uh, because your uh, your message of Jewish unity is one which we want every single person there to be hearing about. Thank you so much. So tell us a little more details. When is this? Where is this? How do people sign up? Let's get some more like practical, uh, now that everybody, I'm sure, is uh, excited about this upcoming weekend. Okay, so it's taking place the weekend of December 26th through 28th at the Stanford Plaza Hotel in Stanford. Um, gourmet Catering by Chafanash of Cedarhurst. And it's going to be uh, children's programming, babysitting, singles program. There's something there for everybody. And uh, the way to sign up, uh, either they can call our, our, our main number, which is 1-800-STUDY-42. 1-800, the word study, S-T-U-D-Y, the number four, the number two. Or they can sign up on the web uh, at partnersintorah.org forward slash retreat. Partnersintorah.org forward slash retreat. And um, I look forward to seeing as many of you as possible. So this is not just open to partners in Torah participants. This is open to all people. This is open. This is open to everybody, and uh, we think everybody will have a phenomenal Shabbos and and a very inspiring one, and walk away with something really tangible and really meaningful, 
if I, if I dare say, transformational in their lives. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, this is also connected to Mayim Bialik, who um, is my partner in Torah, and I are being honored as part of this weekend. So there's going to be a banquet on Saturday night. Is that correct? 100%. Yeah. As part of the weekend, we're having a uh, dinner, uh, an awards dinner, and we, we are uh, paying tribute to, uh, to several people who will, be, who will be recognized at the dinner, the Partners of the Decade Award. Partners of the Decade, uh, Allison Joseph and and uh, Maya Bialik, and uh, you could you could uh, actually if you'd like you can uh, put an ad in their honor uh, on on our website. Um, there's there's a place you can go to which would say uh, partnersdetour.org uh, for, for, forward slash awards dinner. And it's an opportunity to express your gratitude to Allison uh, and uh, the work she's done with Jew in the City and just in spreading Jewish unity. Uh, Harry Rothenberg, who's actually one of the speakers at the weekend, uh, will be honored as the guest of honor. And uh, Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld is going to be receiving a Founders Award. Uh, I, I tell everybody he was he was the previous rabbi in Twin Rivers, New Jersey, and in many ways the inspiration behind Partners in Torah back in the day. And uh, our founding board chair, Lionel Leventhal, is being honored as founding board chair. <laughs> so uh, whether anybody could make it for the uh, dinner alone or for the entire weekend, we welcome your participation. And I think that aside from all the speeches, Spending time with uh, Allison uh, during the downtime, I think, is something that it's a great opportunity uh, for you to meet her, uh, to schmooze with her off the air, uh, and see that she is a genuine person who deeply, deeply cares about the Jewish people, about Jewish unity, about breaking stereotypes. And uh, she's someone I think that you just, for, for just coming to, for her alone, I think, is worth it. So. I encourage you to participate. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rabbi Gortz. My pleasure. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to uh, celebrating with you and the, your, you know, amazing lineup of speakers for that weekend. I, you know, I read Rabbi Lau's book a couple of years ago. I actually, after I read it, I sent it to Mayim, um, and she was blown away. I think my husband and she both said they, it was like the best memoir they ever read. Once. We read the book. We were all thinking, how did we get to meet this rabbi? He's so special. He's, you know, getting a bit older. He lives in Israel. How did we work this out? Um, and so when I heard that he was being added to, you know, the Shabbaton lineup, it was already incredible as it was, but um, to hear that he was going to be there as well. Um, you know, he's kind of who I'm hoping to spend a little time with um, when I have some time that I'm not spending time with the other people. So um, just so many uh, exciting things that, that we're looking forward to uh, for being there. So um, thank you so much for putting it together and for, for having a reason for people to, to get together to celebrate good times, to celebrate something positive. There's so much um, with anti-Semitism on the rise now around the world, with you know, more attacks in Israel on the rise. I, I truly believe that Jewish unity is kind of like our, our secret you know, arsenal of power as, as a people. And so um, to come together for something positive, not to come together for a funeral, God forbid, not to come together, you know, to mourn something, but to come together proactively to celebrate, um, you know, breaking down those barriers and 
being together for something positive is a, a wonderful opportunity. So please join me and uh, Rabbi Yisrael Mayer Lau and Charlie Harari and the Maccabees. And my kids were singing the song Yesh Tikva. I said, you're going to meet that guy soon in a couple of weeks. So please join us all on uh, the weekend of December 26th through 28th. And the sign-up again once, one more time, Rabbi Gortz? Uh, Partnersintorah.org forward slash retreat. Okay, great. We'll see you soon. Thank you. So it's pretty exciting to uh, get this Partner of the Decade Award with uh, Mayim Bialik. Um, a story that I like to tell, one of the talks that I give is how Mayim and I met, which is that I actually sought her out to learn Partners in Torah um, back in 2002. A random thought popped into my head, whatever happened to Blossom. I looked her up online. I saw that she was getting a little more interested in her Jewish heritage, and I tried to cold call her to join Partners in Torah. After a little bit of online research, I quickly realized that her number was not listed because celebrities don't list their numbers, and I gave up on the idea. And then I say almost miraculously because it felt pretty much like a miracle. Four years later, on her own, she came to Partners in Torah and we got matched. And since 2006, um, she and I began our learning. And we've gone through many books throughout the years. And um, when you're learning in the middle of it, you're not thinking like, oh, will they ever honor me? But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a nice opportunity to get an honor in order to use your platform and to get the word out to your family and friends about what you've done. And so, you know, it, maybe it's sometimes it's annoying to have to, you know, do the whole honor thing with a, a nonprofit organization. But I think for Mayim and me, we're excited to have this opportunity to uh, speak about the time that we've learned together and the friendship that we've built. In fact, I was in Los Angeles a few weeks ago filming a little promo video for our award dinner. Um, got to record with her um, in her dressing room of the Big Bang Theory set. Got to watch the, uh, the show being filmed afterwards. So anyway, um, it's been an incredible time uh, learning with Mayim and uh, I had an incredible time working at Partners in Torah and I hope that you will join us the week of uh, December 26th through 28th, so you can get to see it for yourself. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Jew in the City Speaks, and we'll catch you next Thursday.